with Angela Yee and Charlemagne the God. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. <laughs> the voice of the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for like news and really be tuned in. It's one of my favorite shows to do just because y'all always keep it 100, y'all keep it real. They might not watch the news, but they're on Twitter. They're on Facebook. They're, you know, they're listening to The Breakfast the Club. Get your ass up. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Good. Is Angela Yee there? Angela Yee, what up? I'm here. All right, Charlemagne the guy. Peace to the planet. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Hump day? What the hell is going on? I, do, I, I don't know. The computer. That's not my fault. This is a well-oiled machine. It is not. It is not. Syndicated in over 100 no, plus not. markets. I mean, that is true, but yeah. it's not well-oiled. It's not well-lubed. It's actually kind of dry sometimes. Okay. 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 Sometimes it's in the mood. Sometimes it's not. It's like okay. our computers. All right. Well, this is just a reflection of the show. Yeah. Okay. But whatever. All right. It's a Good morning. Start the show. We try our best. You know what's so funny? Um. I got a homegirl. Well, she's not my homegirl, actually. She used to be my homegirl. But she used to... Well, no, she, listen, she still dates this dude. On. But she told... But you can't hear me or something? Yeah, no, we oh, heard you. But okay. you said no, you used to... You, homegirl, no, cause, but cause, not your homegirl. Yeah, show, what happened? Homegirl. I'm this, more concerned about why y'all not friends no more. Well, who cares about that? Because this is 25 years plus. But she told us one time about this guy. He had a little penis, but he tried hard. That is the breakfast club. Are you that guy that she that, was talking? No, that's the show. Oh, okay. The so show. You're saying this show is very penis. Anymore. Very much so, but we try hard. Okay. Okay. That's right. Uh, all right. Yes. Well, maybe we should change the name to the Little Penis Show. All right. Hey, man, we try hard. We we, we show up, ready for action. Goodness okay? gracious! I bet you're yeah. in a robe right now, aren't you? I'm definitely in a robe hey, right now. Exactly. I am dedicated okay. to this show. Yeah, I'm actually out in Los Cabos. We change hotels. Uh, the couple of uh, the last five days we were at the Hard Rock, and the next five days we're at LeBlanc. Uh, LeBlanc is more of a, a spa hotel. And like I said, you know, my wife's uh, mom <laughs> passed, so we just enjoying the time. What's so funny? I see you laughing. Because you so be stunting. Nobody wants to hear that this morning. More of a spa hotel. I got a spa hotel in a row. You know what I mean? Nobody cares. He was at a spa hotel. Okay. It wasn't spa enough for him. I'm, I'm Jesus Christ. Dedicated. I'm on the beach. I'm, I'm broadcasting. You know, I am. This is called dedication, brother. Okay. Hey, listen, I'm not knocking your hustle. All right. Do I, knock, do I knock everybody's hustle when they go to Miami and they're chilling or they go to the Caribbean? People out there. Wait, you're in Los pictures? Cabos. Relax. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. Take to. A I'm relaxing. Hey, hey, hey. Spa's next. Okay, you sound like the spa person. More down, back, more on my back, more on my back, please. Whoa, not, not at the workplace, sir. Have you not learned anything from people this week? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I was talking about you. What are you talking about? Don't, I don't care. That's still sexual harassment. Don't do that to me at work. Everybody, okay. take your time. Take me on okay. vacation. <laughs> don't do me. But as soon as we leave here, it's all good. Take me on vacation. What's wrong with you? Oh, I hate man. you guys. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Who we got this uh, morning? Oh, we got Tiffany guests? Haddish and Ooh. Billy Crystal will be joining us this morning. My sister Tiffany Haddish and Billy Crystal, they got a movie uh, together called Here Today. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Gone Tomorrow. So, that's what it's called? No, I think it's just well, here Well, no, today. it's called Here Today, but oh. they're saying that that's <laughs> the premise of the movie. It's from, it's from the phrase Here Today, Gone Tomorrow. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, yes, the legendary Billy Crystal along with Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish bought Billy Crystal uh, to, to the Breakfast Club, so we'll be talking to them. And today is Malcolm X's born day. Well, would have been Malcolm X's born day if he wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, assassinated by white supremacists 
On behalf right. of white supremacists, but yes. All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Uh, well, let's talk about Kia. If you have a Kia, just be careful. They're recalling vehicles a second time, and we'll <gasps> tell you what you need to do if you have one. I got a Kia. All right, we'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I know that morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast What's happening? Club. Well, let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Uh, well, let's start off in Alabama. Actually, $1.2 million of cocaine has washed ashore in Alabama. Okay. Imagine you... Yes, imagine you're just on the beach chilling and you see that uh, actually wash up. It's, it was uh, roughly 66 pounds and it was spotted by several beachgoers in Gulf Shores. They then alerted police to what they found, according to reports. Well, now, Charlemagne, you're my drug expert on the show. Um, can you can you use those drugs after it gets washed up like that, or is it ruined? I have no idea. Why would I be the drug expert? I used to sell quarter spoons in Monk's Corner, South Carolina, well, a long, 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 pictures, long, long time ago. I know nothing about that. If you look that. at the pictures, it's wrapped up pretty tight, so it, it seems like it wouldn't have gotten wet. I have no idea how any of that works. I just know that somebody came up short, all right? Somebody don't have $1.2 <laughs> million in cocaine this morning. All right. Somebody either owes somebody some really big money right now. Are they sitting around thinking about how they're going to have a drought all summer? All right. And Kia is recalling more than 440,000 cars and SUVs for a second time. They need to fix a problem that can cause engine fires. And they're telling owners, if you have one, make sure you park your car outdoors and away from structures because those fires could happen when the engines aren't even running. Now, what year Kia now? When they say Kia, what does that mean? Anybody who got a Kia period? Uh, it's Optima sedans from 2013 through 2015 and Sorento SUVs from 2014 and 2015. Those same vehicles were recalled last year because brake fluid can leak into a control computer, which mm. causes an electrical short that can cause the risk of fire, even when the vehicles are parked. So now this time when you bring your car in, the dealers will have to install a new fuse, inspect the computers and replace them if needed. Owners will get recall notification letters starting July 2nd. So what happens in cases like that? Do you file a class action law? Suit, like what happens? When yeah, if you get injured, I'm sure. Catches on fire, you definitely. Yeah, can. I got a Sorrento, so I got to bring mine in. Don't, what year? Don't, don't try to relate to the people yeah. now, Mr. Uh -huh. Stunting on the goddamn beach in Cabo in your what? robe in a spa I hotel. You have a Sorrento. I, I have a Kia, a Kia in my life. You got it for yeah, free. I I, no, I did not get it for free. I got a black on black <laughs> Kia Sorento. Uh huh. <laughs> wrong with you? I made an Instagram post. You got a free Kia. Word is born. If Envy yeah. shouting out Kia, something yeah. ain't right. They sponsoring I, I the car show? No, huh? they definitely not. No, they're not. But Kia, if you would like to sponsor the car show, you can, up, you can hit me up, Kia. <laughs> Kia. There you go. All right, and the Indiana Pacers beat the Charlotte Hornets 144 to 117, mm -hmm. and the Boston Celtics beat the Washington Wizards 118 to 100. Yeah, I so watched that game. The Boston Celtics advance. They'll play the Brooklyn Nets in the first round of playoffs, and the Wizards will play the Pacers in the next round of playing tournament. I want Russell Westbrook to go play for a contender so bad, man. Russell like Westbrook Knicks. is one of the greatest basketball players to ever step on a court, man. I want to see him playing for a contender. He's too good, man. I mean, he didn't yeah, he, play well last night, but it just hurt my feelings to see all of that wasted talent, you know, on a, on a team that, you know, can't can't do anything for him. All the bad teams he's been on, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he's been on some really good teams, too, but it's just like, you know, I don't want to see not him. not winning contenders, decent teams, but not enough no, to win. No, what do you mean? OKC went to the finals. Yeah, OKC was the only one, and then Durant and, and Harden left. That was the yeah. only team. Everything else has been... Who else he played for? The Rockets and then... Um, 
Rockets when they were bad. And then I think then the Wizards. Washington when they were bad. And then he played for one more. And I thought, hmm. I don't remember. I just I don't want to see I don't want to see uh, him you know waste away in teams that don't 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 matter for the rest of his career. I want to see him on a contender. All right. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Is this Savante? Is what, sir? It's Savante. Oh, Savante. What's up, King? How are you? I'm good, King. I just went to, I'm really excited. I made it to the rail. This is my first time ever thinking of claw. I love all of y'all so much. Uh, DJ and me, I, especially you. I got my real estate license. I just moved to Georgia. And I just want to give myself a shout out for that. And just, of course, let everybody know I'm out here doing real estate. Congratulations, I told, King. I told myself I'm going to take the real estate license uh, myself because you, you took the class online, right? Well, I was licensed already in Vegas. I took the test mm-hmm. out in Las Vegas, and then I moved here and just gotcha. applied for a different type of application. So I didn't really have to take the test in Georgia. It was gotcha. already done back in Las Vegas. That's good. You know, I'm taking the classes right now. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. It's a pretty yeah, hard I'm getting my license. Yeah, I recommend that to everybody, especially while you're home during the pandemic. You could take the class online. You don't have to go anywhere. You could just, you know, watch it on on on, on uh, classes that they offer in Groupon. Offers a lot of cheap classes just to give everybody the heads up. Yeah, it's a pretty hard test. If you uh, really think about doing that, I just think that everybody study really hard because the test is no joke. Absolutely. Yeah, I okay. think you still have to take the test in person, but yep, you got you it. You could take the classes. It's like sixty-two hours. Mm-hmm. Classes. Well, well, congratulations, well, King. Sell some houses. All right. Wish you much success. Shout out by my Instagram so everybody can go follow me on there and support me as a business. What is it? It's going to be Shavante underscore real estate underscore guy. All right. And if you get any great deals, hit me on my Instagram, brother. DM me. Uh, (laughs) He's like, I'll keep them. If you get any any great D, hit Envy on his Instagram. (laughs) I said deals, man. You're kinky. Hello, who's this? Diane, good morning, Breakfast Club. Angela, Angela Yee, you gave the scores for the NBA this morning, but I just want you to represent the ladies, the WNBA has started. That's right. It's wonderful. So please, and now, when you give the scores, please give out the WNBA score. I was was watching the Aces game last night. My, my, you know, my South Carolina brethren, Aja Wilson was playing last night. Oh, yeah. Of course, they did great. They did great, but I'm a New York Liberty fan, so I just want And we got the number one pick, Sabrina Ionescu. Thank so you. That's dope. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So that's all I'm calling for. Just please represent the WNBA. Thank you. Peace. All right. Thank Will you, Mama. Do. All right. Get it off you your that? chest. Well, we only sure do we the uh, playoff scores. Usually. scores. We only do the playoff scores. Even with men or, or women, we only do the playoff scores usually. But get it off your chest. That's a damn you, lie. I can't believe nah, you she, would tell that lie that's like true. that. No, she's the only one to do the net scores. We only do football. We don't do that. We only do the um, playoff scores usually. I never do scores when it comes to basketball. It's too many teams. That is true. It do be a lot of teams. Yeah, he just does the net scores because she's a Nets fan. But I don't. Oh, we don't usually do, do football though. I get it. Yeah, nah, we do football. We, are we don't do Brooklyn Nets. And we never talk about fans. baseball, by the way. We See? don't care about baseball. I'm only saying. Dominicans I'm care about baseball. We don't talk about football either. Only your only Latinos care about baseball. Yeah. For I, I, on behalf of all Latinos out there, I want what to hear did all you the just baseball say? Scores. All one hundred something games for each. Season. Oh, you speaking English just now? Man, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> I, I promise you. 
It didn't sound like you were speaking English. You must take an edible this morning. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051 is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Chris. What up, Chris? Get it off your chest. Man, I, I, I was listening yesterday. Uh, y'all was talking about how jobs killing people, man. I wanted to talk about it. You uh, dying? I feel like it. I feel like it, Charlotte, man. I'm not going to lie to you. Where you work at? I work at a factory, man. 25 years old, working at a factory. Uh, like a food plant. I worked at one of those back in the day. I worked at a, a, a place called Industrial Acoustics Company. I worked there for two weeks, and I got fired by a woman named Gail Cobb. She was my supervisor. <laughs> Gail Cobb said that I did not fit in to whatever the hell they was trying to do at Industrial Acoustics Company. I mean, she you got to do, right. do, man, like working more than 40 hours a week, like not liking what you do, like, is hell. Yeah, but you know what I tell y'all? I, I tell people, man, I, I'm about to say kids, but you're not kids. You're a grown man. You're, you're a younger king. You're a younger king. But it's 168 hours in a week, bro. That's more than enough time to do something that you may not like, right? 40 hours at the job. But then you got a, 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 a 128 other hours to do everything else you want to do. You can Correct. pursue your dreams. You can sleep. You can work out. Whatever it is. It's a lot of time, bro. Listen, Sharp. That's why I got up so early. I'm from I'm from Illinois, so you know y'all hour ahead over there. So that's why mm-hmm. I got up early. Like I'm gonna call Breakfast Club, try to plug at least my ID, some music or something on here. Okay, you rap. Go ahead, plug it. Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's uh, spit a sixteen. Matter of fact, you I mean you got the world listening. Go ahead, brother. The sixteen. Either pl- uh, plug or spit, bro. Oh, One oh, of the two. Instagram <laughs> cash out Chris C A S H O U P T Chris. Uh, YouTube, Cash Shoppers, everything the same handle, man. I'm, I'm selling merch, got clothes. I got a little following. I ain't going to say I'm Drake on there or nothing, but you know, I got a little you, following. You don't have to say that, sir. <laughs> we know you that. Don't, <laughs> the top of Chris, Chris, you don't have to tell us you're not Drake. We know. Drake, oh, you know. Because here. I know you don't like Drake. No, it has nothing to do with that. It has the fact we know that you're not Jay Z. We, we know, know you're not, not Drake. <laughs> we know you're not Bow Wow, brother. Okay, what are you talking about? <laughs> More like Shad Moss. <laughs> now, y'all gonna stop disrespecting right, stop Shad Moss. Goodbye, man. Hang hey, up on hey, that, hey. man. Don't yes, disrespect Shad Moss. I'm, I'm so sick of the Bow Wow slander. Y'all gonna stop slandering Bow Wow like Bow Wow didn't give us fresh ass I'm it. Did he write it? I don't, it don't matter. He performed it <laughs> and delivered it. Okay, Shout you don't ask no questions about Drake, so don't ask him about Bow Wow. Ooh, touche. 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 Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way, ye? Yes, and are white men being silenced with this cancel culture where they can't even speak out anymore? We'll tell you who says that. Oh, boy. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. Well, congratulations to Naomi Campbell. She has had her first baby. She announced on Instagram. Not her first. I think she has another daughter already. I think her daughter spoke out and was like, guys, I am the, this is the other baby. (laughs) She's not, she's a, uh, she has another daughter already. 
Well, she posted, a beautiful little blessing has chosen me to be her mother. So honored to have this gentle soul in my life. There are no great, there are no words to describe the lifelong bond that I now share with you, my angel. There is no greater love. Yeah, drop on a clues bonds for Naomi Campbell. Salute to Naomi Campbell. I didn't even know she was pregnant. I, um, I yeah, I didn't I, know that either. Yeah, I did her uh, her her online show that she does uh, a, a few months ago, but I didn't I didn't notice. But how do you notice stuff like that when you're talking to somebody via Zoom? I don't know if that was her real That's, daughter though. Wasn't I thought that was a woman that played um played her daughter on a show or something. I was could it? be wrong. Yeah, I don't she know. actually told the Wall Street Journal two years ago as far as having kids. She said, "Not yet. I'll see what the universe brings me." Yeah, I could oh, be wrong. Okay. I thought I barely I barely read the story. I just uh, yeah, me that, too. I thought I seen something. A girl came up and was like, "No, and I am." And in 2017, she said, um, "I think about having children all the time, but now with the way science is, I think I can do it when I want." Well, maybe that is. Yeah, I think the woman. Um, <laughs> I, I think like, the woman played her. On, on, play, I think we played, played her daughter on something. Ah, okay. I think. Don't quote me on that. This is the rumor <laughs> report. We're just throwing rumors out there. We're just throwing That's rumors actually around. a great rumor that Naomi Campbell has a grown-ass <laughs> daughter. <laughs> well, congratulations <laughs> either way. To both girls. To both oh, girls. Gosh. <laughs> I don't even know she had a girl. Did what? she have a girl? She did have a girl. Okay. Yeah. I think. I mean, it's a... Every, it's rumor report. First... <laughs> Who cares? Child. I'm tired of y'all dealing with facts. <laughs> the Daily has so many different stories. You know, the Daily Mail said she's living in America with a secret boyfriend who will help her raise her child. It. I love it. That's what There's I'm talking about. That's how you all make, kinds of stories. Those, right that's now. how you put the sauce on the rumor report, G. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> all right, Envy. Any other things you want to tell us about her other child? Any other rumors? She's never acknowledged <laughs> before. <laughs> nope. Uh, Jason Derulo, by the way, welcomed a baby boy with his girlfriend Jenna Frooms and. Yes, congratulations. That's his first child too. Unless there's anything you want to break right now. <laughs> no, nah, I'm sure some 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 girls in the hoods of Florida that might want to dispute that. I don't know about that one. I think that's a dispute any, too. Yeah. Any 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 girls in the hoods of Florida want to dispute that? That's Jason Derulo's only child. Huh? Speak now, ever Hold your peace. Okay. All right. <laughs> now congratulations, let's talk about Jason. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. By the way. Goodness. And his baby. All his, right. His and Real Housewives of Atlanta, the word is they're getting a big cash shakeup for season 14. They got to do something, according to the Jasmine brand, who is exclusively reporting this. They said the ratings weren't the best this past season. So they need to do something to help get more viewers. The season 13 premiere was the lowest in history, but less than uh, 500,000 less viewers than the season 12 premiere. And they said that the reunion for uh, season 13. And the finale with the series lowest rated ever. Oh, it's so about to get crazy next year. Fresh though. faces. They, know they don't even need fresh do. faces. Portia. They know the what they got to do. The fact that she's uh, fiance to the other girl. Oh, this is going to be a great nah, season. No, 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 They know what? what they got. They know what they have to do on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Stop fighting it. One word. Back. One word. Okay, two syllables. Nene. That's all. So bring Nene back. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, I miss Nene on there. I'm not going to lie. They know what they got to do. This is going to be a good year, though. This is going to be a good season. With Porsche and everything that's going on, this is going to be entertaining. And, and yes, bring Nene girl, back. And listen, you are right. And now Nene going to stick y'all up, too. Nene going to stick y'all up, rightfully so. Yep. Okay. And But she, y'all got to bring Nene back. All right, now the BET Awards is returning, but with a vaccinated audience. It's going to be back June 27th at LA's Microsoft Theater. But vaccinated individuals can register starting May 27th if you want to be part of the awards or in the audience. So, you know, 
that's what you got to do. Connie, uh, uh, salute to Connie Orlando, salute to Jesse Collins. They need to bring uh, Amanda Seals back to host this year. Amanda Seals is amazing on a live stage when there's a live audience. And since she did it virtually last year, I think that uh, they should let her do it again this year. I agree. And the Breakfast Club should give away an award. I mean, I, I think don't it's care only right. about that. I do. I would love to go on stage and say. I wonder if you're going to be actually part of the awards show, like presenting if you have to be vaccinated, too, since the audience has to. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, we should present All some. right, now, a new teaser trailer has dropped for the new series, Queens, that's starring Brandy, Eve, and Natari Naughton. It's been officially picked up by ABC for a full season, and here's the trailer. It's been 20 years since we've been on stage together, and now we're going to perform at the biggest Black award show in the world in four days. Tell me how this isn't going to be a disaster. I'm the queen of this town. I used to be a nasty bitch. I'm the queen of this town. Tonight, I'm a queen! Okay. Mm. I'm intrigued. I'll give it a watch. The 90s hip-hop group called Nasty Bitches, and they're reuniting. So... Should be cool. Congratulations mm-hmm. to my girl, Notori. That, All right, that sounds now, very Joe 90s, by the way. That does sound very 90s, nasty bitches. That's very yeah, 90s. Why you said it like that, though? That's very 90s. <laughs> okay. All right, now, Joe Rogan on his podcast is saying that he believes that straight white men are being silenced because of this whole woke culture. Here's what he said. You can never be woke enough. That's the problem. It keeps going. And if you get to the point where you capitulate, where you agree to all these demands, it will eventually get to straight white men are not allowed to talk. Right. Because it's your privilege to express yourself when other people of color have been silenced throughout history. It, It will be you're not allowed to go outside. Because so many people were imprisoned for so many years. I mean, I'm not joking. No, I, I know, I know. It really will get there. It's that crazy. You yeah. know, we just got to be nice to each other, man. So, so I'm Well, confused. Don Lemon has already responded. Listen to his response to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan has had a massive podcasting platform, though he has used it at times to interview controversial figures. He says a lot of things. But he also has a history of admitting when he is wrong. So last month, he waded into this anti-vaccine narrative, but later offered an explanation for his statements after the backlash. And then just said, you know what, um, what I did was wrong. In the fall, he apologized after spreading misinformation about last year's West Coast fires. So my point is, no matter what he has said, he has not been silenced. You're aggrieved now? Okay. No one is stopping Joe Rogan or any other straight white man from expressing themselves. I really wish we didn't just throw this in at the end of Rumor Report because this is a, a, a larger conversation because, you know, mm-hmm. the, the truth is free speech is not really free and never has been. It's always a cost now. It's always it's always a cost to free speech. Are we paying too high a price now for speech? I think so, but that's never been my place to say because regardless of if I have free speech or not, I'm not free of the consequences of, of, of that speech. And, you know, Joe Rogan is speaking from his perspective as a straight white male, but I don't think it's just straight white males. It's society as a whole. I truly feel like all these woke folks need to get some sleep because when you're tired, you don't think straight. You're irritable. You're disgruntled. And woke culture eventually cannibalizes, cannibalizes itself because everybody eventually gets caught up in this so-called woke culture. You can never say the perfect thing. I don't care who you are. Yeah, I don't, I don't like the cancel culture are. stuff. It I comes mean, for it's... everybody eventually. Yeah. 
it's pretty whack because you can whatever you say, you can say your opinion and people will try to cancel you. That's and I don't right. like that. I like be able to have a conversation, whether right. right or wrong, but be able to sit on the same table and say, you know what? I think this, you think this, well, let's have a conversation about it. And out of that conversation, we can, you know, agree to disagree, or maybe you can change somebody's mind. But the fact that if somebody says something that you don't like, that's right. The first thing that comes to your mind is cancel them, cancel them, cancel them. Every, that every issue is whack. Everybody is afraid to express themselves and everyone will always try to say the right thing, but it creates this unattainable bar of perfection that nobody can reach because humans we're, we simply aren't perfect. So regardless of how woke you think you are, you eventually will say or do something that Correct. you will have to answer for. And that social media woke mob will come for you. It happens to everybody. Everybody. Mm -hmm. Not just straight white males. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Missy. Now we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Yes, and let's, let's talk about Andrew Brown Jr. Find out why the deputies who fatally shot him are not being charged. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela Yee here. And did you know that the general insurance has been saving people money for nearly 60 years? That's a long time. So if you want the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford, check out The General. 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting, Yee? Uh, well, let's start with Andrew uh, Brown Jr. and why they are not going to be prosecuting the police officers who fatally killed him. Now, on Tuesday morning, the DA, Andrew Womble, was discussing why there's not going to be any charges during a press conference. He outlined his understanding of the law and he played um, four video clips from the cameras that were body cameras that were worn by officers at the scene. So here's what he says about the shooting being justified. After reviewing the investigation conducted by the North Carolina State Bureau of Investigation, Mr. Brown's death, while tragic, was justified because Mr. Brown's actions caused three deputies with the Pasquotank County Sheriff's Office to reasonably believe it was necessary to use deadly force to protect themselves and others. The family's attorneys, Ben Crump, Akari Sellers, Harry Daniels, and Chantel Cherry Lasseter issued a statement. They said the DA tried to whitewash the killing in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. They said to say the shooting was justified despite the known facts is both an insult and a slap in the face to Andrew's family, the Elizabeth City community, and to rational people everywhere. The FBI has separately announced there will be a federal civil rights investigation, but the DA said he does not care if the car was sideways or stationary. Here's what he said. When you employ a car in a manner that puts officers' lives in danger, that is a threat. And I don't care what direction you're going, forward, backward, sideways. I don't care if you're stationary, and neither do our courts and our case law. So I don't know wild. what to do. What do you do when you're a black person in America? Now, if, some, if, if someone is using a car as a weapon and trying to run over cops, I get it. But if a person is trying to get away off, a person is stationary. stationary. My murder is justified stationary as that, in not moving. That doesn't <laughs> seem right. That we, seems crazy. We are screwed, bro. I don't have any answers anymore other than wake I, your ass up. If you got rocked to sleep by the Derek Chauvin trial, wake the hell up. You just heard the DA say if the car is just sitting there, our murder is justified. Come on, that man. That doesn't make any sense. I, and I don't even understand how the judge could say that. If the car is stationary, standing still, parked, they still have the right to shoot. 
when nobody's it life is in danger. It makes absolutely no sense. It makes no freaking sense. That was the There's DA. There's no other way to handle that situation. That makes no freaking sense. It doesn't even make well, any sense. What kind of threat well, did he pose to anybody? Well, 95% of the time when we're, you know, it's a black person getting killed by police, it doesn't make any sense. They justify our murders legally all the time. All the time. That's why the law got to change. I wonder with Ben Crump, what, what do you do after this? Like, where do you go from here? Because, I mean, of course, the DA can't say it's stationary because that's against the law, correct? Correct? Am I right? Am I almost right? Well, Does the FBI sense? is, like I said, they mm -hmm. did announce a federal civil rights investigation that's going to be separate from this. And there are demonstrators who have been protesting mm -hmm. and they, you know, it's just a lot going on right now. Now, the DA also said that he never even spoke to Andrew Brown Jr.'s family. At this point, the... Uh relationship is just constrained to the point that I did not speak with him. I'll be happy to talk with him at length after this is over. Yes, sir. Was the full body cam ever released? No. No, no. right? They mm -mm. still haven't released no. the full body cam. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. That's why you can't make any excuses for any police killings because they legally justify all of our murders. Like, literally, you just heard a DA say that he doesn't care if a person is sitting in a car stationary. So crazy. where's the threat? They could easily have, and somebody asked too at the press conference, why couldn't they have let him go in that moment and follow up later? There have because been was, so many times that they, they are not allowed to chase. Like in Newark, they can't go on a high-speed chase. In New York City, they can't go on a high-speed chase unless it's a murder. Like they let it go. And like you said, ye, they know where the person lives. We'll just come back and get it later. There's no sense to do that. They actually and he came, was stationary. They actually, if I'm, if I'm, if I'm saying this correctly, uh, they actually came to his house the night before, but he wasn't there. So, yes, you're right. They could have just came back. They could have back. got him another time, but he's a black man. And so when you're a black person, you know, they don't they don't look at you as as as, as anything other than a threat that needs to be extinguished. Mm. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Well, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we're going to be kicking it with Billy Crystal and Tiffany Haddish. They have a new movie called uh, what is it called? Here Today? Here Today. Here mm -hmm. Today. And we're going to talk to them next. So don't move Billy Crystal and Tiffany Haddish. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Back, back, back. You're checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests on the line today. We have Tiffany Haddish and Billy Crystal. Welcome. Hey, morning. good morning. Great to be here. Happy to have y'all. How, how does this pairing happen? We had written this script, Alan Bell and I, and... and um, it was looking like it was people wanted to make it, but they said, well, who's going to play Emma? And then I saw Tiffany host Saturday Night Live. I had not seen Girls Trip at the time, and she was so amazing on the show. She made, it was like her show, and we got her the script, and she and I met, and that was, it really was that easy. Now, what is Here Today about? Break it down a little bit. Here Today is a story of um, a veteran comedy writer, named Charlie Burns. He's sort of the producer, head writer on a show that's not unlike SNL uh, called um, This Just In. And he's in the early throes of dementia. And he meets just by chance, which was a true story that happened to my partner, Alan Swaybell, in this, through a charity luncheon that just goes off the rails. Uh, he meets Emma, who's Tiffany's character, 
who then has at the luncheon a reaction to the food that she's eating. She has a terrible um, reaction to it, and he has to pay all of her bills because she doesn't have insurance, and that just starts a relationship with them. But then as it deepens and she sees that something's off with him, she shows great empathy towards him, and because he saved her life, she sets out to help him manage his I have a question. Is this a love story? I was trying to figure it out while I was watching it. It's a friendship love story. <laughs> not that kind of love story, Angela. I know what you went to. No. Listen. I'm not sure that. Okay, no. I, can't, I kept thinking, is it about, is something going to go down? Is I know you want something to go down like that, but no, Angela. No, no, he, no, no, he, no, we're not doing that. No, 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 boo boo. This is about real, 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 like real friendship. It's, it's love between real friends. You know. you know, dementia is such a big issue, too, because so many of us have to deal with family members or people who we know that are suffering from dementia. So is this something that has touched both of you personally in any way with anybody you know? Well, yeah, when, when we were writing, I was taking care of my last uh, surviving relative, older aunt of mine, who was a brilliant woman. She was a novelist, a uh, book editor, and she came to me one day and said, I'm, I'm losing my words. I can't, I'm not thinking right. And it was the beginning of, you know, a long journey for her that, that we were there for her every step of the way. And Alan's father was suffering from it also. So we decided to to say, well, if we give him this problem, can we still be a funny movie, never making fun of the disease or those people taking care of them? But you know, just honor it in a way that he's really going through something. And that that gave Tiffany's character something that's so missing in our country, which is empathy and mm -hmm. compassion for others. Why don't you think people talk about dementia more? Um, my mother-in-law, same thing, 13 years with dementia. And it's, and it's really hard because they don't remember so many different things. Like I, I tell a story, I used to take her on vacation and people would say, why? You know, because she's not going to remember. But I'm like, I'm, I, I care more about how she feels in the moment than if she's gonna remember it last week. Why don't you think people talk about dementia more? Because it seems like when I start speaking to people about my mother-in-law and other people, it seems like so many different people have been going through it, but nobody just seems to talk about it. Yeah, well, Tiffany's going through it now, yep. which was Yeah, my grandmother, I talk yeah. about it often. My grandma's going through it and I'm, you know, on that journey with her trying to figure out how can I heal it? Can I reverse it? Is my love strong enough to bring her to, you know, to back to us, but it's a, decline it's a slow decline and i just try to make every moment for her joyous and happy i try to make her laugh as much as possible and like you said envy be in the moment and i don't know why people don't share it more i don't know why we don't talk about it more i'm glad that we live in this day and time where we can record each other and look back because it's, it's gonna come for all of us at some point in time i think it's coming for everybody mm -hmm. and so you know, if we can document these moments and, and share them with our children, with our, our grandchildren, with ourselves, we'll remember. Billy, did I hear you say that your aunt was your last surviving relative? Yeah, of, of that generation. My brothers and everybody is, is are, you know, are great. But my aunts and uncles, yeah, that was um, she was the last of them. That's a tough thing to go through. Yeah, I'm you know, because... you, how did that feel? Like, how did that feel not to have, I guess, elders in your life? Well, being the elder in my life is, <laughs> is, is uh, actually, it, it's a joy right now. Um, right. But, it, it, you know, you thank them for, for what they gave to you. You know, without those first audiences, when I was four or five years old, 
I wouldn't be sitting here now and, 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 and have accomplished all the things that I've been doing. They were, they were the joy of my life that I couldn't wait to get out there and, 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 and perform for them and imitate them and, 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 and get that love back, which was laughs, which was that set me on my path as a little kid. Mm-hmm. So I hear them still. I, I feel them and I'm grateful for them. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think all you, of us Billy. at one point. I'm grateful for you, Billy. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm, I'm gushing oh, right no, now. We, we got Billy Crystal on the Breakfast Club, y'all. This legendary. You know, I've been watching him since I was a little girl. He's my uncle now. I just, I'm very proud. <laughs> I'm very Did you fan out when you first met him? Yeah, I mean, I, beha- I behaved for the most part. Um, you but I right. showed up real natural and was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Tell me, okay, you, you don't have to keep telling me about this movie. I'm doing the movie. I, mean, I don't know if you know who you are, but I'm. I'm here. How do you the things were spontaneous, Tiffany, that you did that weren't in the script? Like, give us some examples. Because in my head, I'm like, this feels like something Tiffany came up with in certain scenes, like taking your selfies, <clears throat> you know. No, that was, that was in the script. I didn't make it the, the, where I was telling him he can't handle all these groceries. Um, <laughs> that, that, that was me. When I told him I'm going to break his back, um, when I told him he going to, uh, uh, when his kids ask him, well, how did he die? I'm gonna be like on top of me. Like that was all, that was, that was the, uh, yeah. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> Were y'all nervous about putting it into movie theaters with, you know, the, so many movie theaters closed and they just starting to open back up? Were y'all nervous at all? Sure, you're always nervous no matter what. We're just hoping to, as we hang in there out there that more people will feel safe to come to theaters and, and see because it's a real theater experience. Do you care what there- critics say? Um, I don't read. I, I know there were great ones. I know there were bad ones. That's a strange job to me always. And I, I'm not being, you know, if, if we ever said anything like, um, ooh, I hate that guy, they'll say, oh, you're thin skinned. You know, it's, you know, but they can dump on you and dump on you and, and, and praise you and praise you. It doesn't, to me, it doesn't really matter. It's just, I believe in the movie and I, and, um, and I hope. You know, people do. To me, also the proof is the exit scores are like 98, 97, 98. The people who see it love the movie. So that's what I I take away from it. All right, we got more with Billy Crystal and Tiffany Haddish. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Tiffany Haddish and Billy Crystal. A new movie here today is out right now. As writers and comedians, right, we, we talk about so many different things and, and the, the landscape of the world has changed. You guys have to change how you write and do jokes and, and do stories now. And the reason I ask this is, I, on a flight recently, I was watching Grand Torino. And some of the things that they said in Grand Torino, I was like, if they said right now in 2021, that whole cast would be canceled. So now do you have to sway what you write or do you just say, hey, if they like it, they like it. If they cancel me, they cancel me. I don't care. I just, I'm here for the funny. I'm here for the funny personally. Um, and can't nobody cancel me but God. That's right. That's yeah. how I feel about it. I'm going to do what I think is hilarious and I'm going to share that with. It's, it's a percentage of people out there that's going to think it's hilarious as well. And never come from a place of ill will or trying to hurt. Exactly. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. I just just try to tell the truth about what you 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 you're trying to say. Now, Tiffany, what's going on with this uh everybody saying you're being groomed to take over Ellen DeGeneres' show? And we've been hearing that. You haven't commented on it. I haven't commented on it because ain't, ain't ain't nobody uh that give those jobs to talk to me about it. The reason I've even been like 
her popping up guest hosting elements because she wanted some days off. You know, she's been doing it a long time. She want to enjoy her money. She's like, Tiff, you want to try it? I'm like, you know what? Yeah, sure. Y'all going to pay me a little something, something. I'll learn a new skill. I'm here for it. So I'm learning a new skill. That's it. Y'all just watching me learn uh, in front of everybody. Uh, there's no, I don't think there's a professional hosting school, like a talk show hosting school. You got to just kind of do it and see if it's for you. I'm doing it. I got a few more episodes to do. Um, I don't know if that's grooming me to take over because ain't nobody talked to me about that. Ain't nobody said nothing to me about that. You know, but I'm you would entertain it. You would entertain it. Yeah, I mean, if I could get with Ellen getting, I'm definitely entertained. Let me entertain you. Let's check the numbers. Like, but, but I have goals and things I want to accomplish, especially yes. in the next like three years. Uh, you know, I, I just realized this. I'm a movie star. Okay, uh, I don't know if y'all know this, but uh, I'm a comedian and a movie star. And there's a few movies that I'm contractually obligated to accomplish, and I want to accomplish those things because I think they would really lift up the culture, and it really just like wow. It, it, and there's some TV shows Charlemagne and I are working on, you know, and a few of my other friends hey. are working on some things. We getting it popping, and we gonna really uplift the culture and create jobs and opportunities. So it's like six projects. When I finish those six projects which is going to create probably about 1,200 jobs, you know, for other people right. and be able to put food on the tables, then I'll be more apt to be like, okay, what, let's see, if, uh, do I want to sit at home and with my adopted child and, 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 and go to work for four hours, five hours a day and go back home? I mean, then, then we'll see if I live that lavish life. I'm in work mode right now. I'm in create mode, opportunity mode for others right now. That's right. Billy, I want to uh, add on to a question Envy asked about comedy. I, I recently heard you say comedy is becoming a minefield. I, I want Tiffany to chime in on this, too. But what, what did you mean when you say comedy is becoming a minefield? Oh, that was so taken out of context. Just that, you know, you just want to be able to, to say what you feel and, and make the right choices in what you're talking about. And, and it's, uh, that's really what I was you know, trying to say at that point. What do you, what do you think matters I, more, intention or content? intention of the content mm. right that's what i think okay intention first and then what is it that you're presenting i mean that's in everything in life right you're trying to mm -hmm. date a certain person how, how you come at them first what's the intention mm -hmm. and then how do you present that mm -hmm. it goes hand in hand mm -hmm. uh billy what made you what made you decide to come back to directing I, clearly this was an important project for you well, that's, that was it. You know, I felt it. When we started writing, I just knew what I wanted it to be. I knew what I wanted it to, to look like. And I just knew what I, how I wanted to present the story the right way. And I just had such a feel for it. And that was, you know, based in, in what I said about my aunt and, and getting it right. And, and just, I, the last movie I directed was a while ago. And it was 20 years ago, a movie called 61 about Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle back in the, playing for the Yankees in 1961. And that was because I loved that. And there was as much of me in 61 as there is in, in here today. Billy, but, can I ask you something, Billy? When you made that movie about the Yankees, did they, did the Yankees give you like lifetime tickets? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, uh, it, it cemented a great relationship that I had with the, the whole franchise and the whole team. And at the time, uh, George Steinbrenner was the owner when we made it. And, and, what everyone, any, what anyone wants to say about George, who dealt with him, uh, who who he was rough with, to me, and really my family, he became a really very special friend, and he was very caring, and uh, he meant a lot to me and my family. I mean, 
when my mom passed, he was there for us and really helped us get through it. And uh, there was a whole side of him that, that nobody knew about. Wow. But Billy, I feel like George was stingy because he should have gave you lifetime tickets. You know, I feel like if I make a movie about a certain franchise, <laughs> I expect that franchise to yeah. be looking out. Like, I I'll be the girl strip in Essence Magazine. You know, I had to write them a letter like, why am I not getting a lifetime subscription for free? <laughs> no, that's how I feel. You know, I, that, that's just me. That's just me. If I, if I promote your franchise, I got unlimited Legos. You understand? This why I got to me some kids so they can play these Legos. You really get unlimited Legos, Tiff? I got unlimited Legos. Now, I might have stolen them from when we was doing the press thing, but I got <laughs> a lifetime for my Legos. Wow. Hey, girl, ship two coming. Hey, girl, ship two coming out. When, you said, when is it coming? I don't, girl, look, we, when we shooting it? I'm with it. You going to be in it? Let's make this happen. Let's write it. We got to write it, Angela. We, I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know, me and the girls, we trying to make that happen. We trying to make yes, I've been, like I've been see seeing those talks. So yeah. it, it is something that y'all want to do. What's the holdup then? Just waiting for the script to get written, or what? What's the holdup? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my my I, I was the, the lowest paid one on that movie. I, they paid me the least, and now I might be one of the highest earners. So, no, I get it. They yep. they they, they got to approach you differently. They got to look at you differently. Yeah, but I'm willing to take a pay. You know, I'm willing to take, you know, give me a little bit. Get, you know, I have to take whatever you give everybody else. We do some back end stuff. You know, I'm, a, I'm about that life. I will make it work. I'm here. I'm a team player. Let's go. Girls trip too. Well, we should go to Africa. That's what I'm saying. Now, Billy, I was asking, <laughs> you're, you're a New Yorker. What are your thoughts on, on the Knicks finally making the playoffs after eight years? It looks like we have a, a good team finally. And the number four seed. That's right. I mean, you know, I'm a I'm a big Clipper fan, so I have been for some Clipper, 20, 20 years. Yeah, I know. So, but my my heart is still with the Knicks. I say I watch them every chance I get. I think Thibodeau's done an amazing job, and Julius Randle's been a revelation. And they're tough. They're going to surprise people. They already have. But you know, the first round matchup is the Hawks, right? So yeah. that's a very that's a winnable series for them. So I got I got two irons in the fire. You know, this year. How are you a fan of the number two team in L.A. and the number one team in New York? You don't count Brooklyn? I mean, the Nets are pretty good. The, ne- the Nets so. will never, yes, mean they New- they'll never mean to New York what the Knicks do. Just like the Clippers will never mean to L.A. what the Lakers do. That's true. There was something about rooting for the for a loser for all those years that I kind of <laughs> I just stuck with them. Either that or I'm a masochist. I don't know. I'm a, cow- I'm a but, Cowboy uh, fan, so I understand your pain. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, don't move. We got more with Billy Crystal and Tiffany Haddish. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Tiffany Haddish and Billy Crystal. A new movie here today is out right now. Yee. Tiffany, you did all your own singing in this? Yes, yes. Uh, Billy asked me, can you sing? I was like, you know, I'll do my thing in the shower and karaoke. You know, I'll do. And then uh, we got in that studio and we realized I needed a vocal coach real bad because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And um, he got me one of the best coaches. And whoa, whoa, I was was shocked. With these next projects that you have coming up, are any of them a role where you'll be singing more too? Because I feel like you love that too. I do love to sing. but these next ones coming up, no. But I'm a, what I'm trying to do is get in the studio and make some make some songs to go on the soundtracks for those projects. Okay. You know, get two chicks. 
That's there right. Three checks because I'm producing too. So, you know, maybe, maybe get four <laughs> checks because I'm definitely writing a little bit. And do, you know, there you go. <laughs> I want to ask both of y'all because, you know, we talked about it earlier and, and I agree, you know, empathy and grace is something we don't give each other enough of. So how important is empathy in, in your life? We, we can start with you, Tiff. Empathy is like super important in my life. It's what, you know, I, I kind of operate from that place. Uh, you know, I do a lot with foster youth. I do a lot with um, homeless. I do a lot with um, the homeless in my family. Uh, just, you know, looking out for others and and, and treating everyone the way I want to be treated. Um, there are a lot of people that don't um, believe in that same model. They, they, they're like rude and nasty. And I, and I have empathy for them because obviously something happened to them where they, they feel like they need to be rude and nasty. They spirit messed up. So I pray for them. I pray for them. But I think it's very important to operate from that place so you don't get so jaded and, um, and uh, 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 damaged. Uh, mm. Still feel good. I feel good when I you know, use my empathy. What about you, Billy? Yeah, oh, for sure. I think, you know, when you can be in a position to give back um, and to help people, it doesn't, you don't have to be a successful person. You just have to be a caring person. And for me, that really became so important with the work we did with Robin Williams and, and Whoopi on Comic Relief, where we took a, a subject, which is homeless in America back in 1986, not a very popular topic and and um and even a worse condition today uh, around our country and it raised about 70 million dollars through through being funny and uniting the comedy world and doing these fantastic telethons on hbo that raised all kinds of um, money for medical aid for for the people who who are living on the streets which mm -hmm. is america's shame and um so that was just the beginning of doing all kinds of of things on a big scale, on a small scale, on a family scale. We're all in this together. And I think, you know, we just have to realize that more. Man, yeah. through your eyes, Billy, what is America's shame now in 2021? Just, just look at us, you know, we're so divided. There's so much hatred. There's so much violence. There's mm -hmm. just, and it just seems like everyone's yelling instead of talking. Mm -hmm. You know, you just get more and more confused every day how people can't agree uh, and, and see what's wrong with us. I agree. I agree with that. You know, you know what yeah. scares me about cancel culture, especially for the youth? Where would any of us be without our mistakes and redemption? Like, I wonder when, if we're ever pivot and get to a, 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 a form of redemption culture. I don't think so, because to your point, we're not even having conversations. Yeah. There's no growth if you don't make no mistakes. I mean, how do you become your best self if you don't fall down a few times? You don't even learn how to walk without right. falling and tripping. Like you, you have to. There's going to be mistakes made, and we're human. I mean, in every religion, it tells you we're imperfect, and you working your way to be better, to be to be your best. And you learn from your mistakes. And if you don't learn and you keep making the same ones, then, then I guess then you know God will do it. Yeah, yeah. You deserve what you get then. Billy, I have one question for you about um, these award shows, right? Because you're a notable award show host. And as you can see, things have changed a lot with ratings, with the importance that are placed on, you know, the Grammys, the Golden Globes. What do you think has to change in order to bring back how relevant it used to be and how those shows used to run? Because it's so different now. It's so different. Well, I think, Angela, look at the times we're living in. People are, you know, there are food lines. There's a sickness, there's death every place. So do people really want to see 
millionaires give each other gold statues. I don't, you know, just, <laughs> That's real. You know, I, I, just, I think it's it's all part of it. And just, you know, this this particular year was uh, and a half now was horrendous. And so seeing people celebrate that, I think, was difficult. So that's why you know, the ratings were way off. And it just was, I think they all should have been, you know, postponed. You know, I think you have to listen to what people have... Or, or saying what people are feeling. It's tough to celebrate. Now, Billy, I see that you've been married uh, 51 years. Right. Now, 51 in June. Yeah. 51 Congratulations. In June. Wow. Congratulations. Now, That's how huge. have you guys been able to do that so long? Like, what's, what's, if there was a, 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 a perfect ingredient or something that you can tell people about marriage that can get people through, what would you tell them? We laugh a lot and we're best, really, friends to, get back to what our story is about and great empathy for each other and, and, and really what loving is and growing and not, not taking anything for granted and keeping open to learning more about each other. When you think, Oh, I, didn't, I know everything you don't. And it's just, uh, as we both keep evolving and keep growing ourselves, that becomes a, a great thing to experience the ups and the downs of it. And if, and well, Tiffany knows Janice. And if I, I'd say to you, DJ, if you knew her, then you'd, you'd get it. You'd understand. 110%. You know, if I could marry her, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know she's going to take care of you. Well, listen, here today, man. That's right. Definitely check it out. And we appreciate you guys for joining us this morning, getting up early. Billy Crystal, Tiffany Billy. Haddish, thank you so much. Tiffany, po- Tiffany, yeah, I, Tiffany. Thank, thank you, DJ Envy, for wearing your man lingerie and all scrumptious. Could you close your legs, girl? Close your legs. <laughs> my legs are closed now. Look, I'm, I'm, this is my 20th anniversary. I'm in Cabo since me and my wife's 20th anniversary. So we, you know. Oh, good for you. That's great. I ain't show you my taco meat yet, though. But no, 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 DJ, before we go, DJ, give me a prediction for the Knicks. Um, they'll get out the first round. The second round is going to be a little difficult for them. Depends I, I who they play. Depends who they play. If they play the Sixers in the second round, they'll probably lose that. But it just depends who they play. Yeah, if they play the Sixers second round, I think they lose. But they'll they'll beat the, they'll beat Atlanta. All right. What do you, what and, do you think, and, Billy? Uh, I agree. But give me a prediction for my Clippers. I think the hmm. Clippers are going to the Western Conference Finals um, against the Nuggets, and I actually predicted the Clippers to win it all uh, at the beginning of the year. Really. I did. I predicted the Clippers to win it all this year. What do you well, let's go Brooklyn Nets. I got season Clipper tickets because, you know, I used to uh, do clean floor back in the day when it was at the floor. <laughs> <laughs> they, gave, they gave you free tickets? They gave yeah, I, got, tickets. I got a lifetime ticket. <laughs> Actually, I had to pay for them. It was $125 back in 1999. And they were <laughs> lifetime tickets? Lifetime tickets. For $100? Yeah, you know, that was it was 1999, man. It was the 1900s. <laughs> I was struggling, you know. <laughs> That's now, a hell of an my, investment. My, my feet is way up in the nosebleed, but still. <laughs> well, guys, we'll see you. Thank you so much. It's Billy Crystal, Tiffany Haddish. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Joe Button. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, Joe Button has apologized to Olivia Dope. She was on the See the Thing Is podcast, but she did quit. And she explained why she left the show. Here's what she said in an Instagram post. Joe Button sat in on a recording of the female-led podcast I was a part of. 
and continuously made sexual suggestive remarks to me that made me extremely uncomfortable as well as fearful of dampening the mood if I didn't laugh along while he made those sexual remarks to me. Those moments not only live on the internet forever, it also forced me in the decision of quitting the podcast. Now, I saw a lot of people supporting her, but I also saw a lot of people going in on her for, you know, why did you wait so long, so on and so forth. Well, Joe Button did say that he apologizes. He posted, as a podcaster, it is my job to address topics and create dialogue around them. During the conversation on the See the Thing Is podcast, I didn't handle the topics with the sensitivity they deserved. I recognized my words and power in that situation created an upsetting environment for Olivia. Upon reflection, both the network and I take accountability for this. I apologize sincerely to Olivia, her former co-host, our staff, and the public. In an effort to not further any trauma, the episode will be removed from all platforms. We support all women's rights to feel comfortable and protected in the workplace. We fell short of that in this instance. He also addressed it on his podcast and said this. I, me, Joe Budden, along with the Joe Budden Network, owe Olivia Dope an apology. We issued one, one, but she needs to hear it with my voice. There was an inappropriate joke made, a poor attempt at humor made at a time when it shouldn't have been made. And unfortunately, me and the entire room of people missed that. That was our bad. That was our failure. And we didn't know until she was able to communicate that. And for that, we failed you. But then on the same podcast, he goes on to say this. I'm getting this out and I'm done because I am appalled. I am mortified at some of the things. I am flabbergasted at some of the things that you f***ing idiots think about me. This horrible situation comes up. I'm like, oh, my God, what is he going to say? What is he going to say? Oh, my God, what is he going to How is he going to approach this? Oh, my God, he's got to finally admit to something. It's like, fam, what do you think I'm going to say? Hey, it was wrong. <laughs> that was wrong. We want to make sure women and men, everybody are comfortable with that. Duh. All right. So that was his... Apology and him explaining, you know, I guess he doesn't like that people were waiting to hear what he was going to say. As a woman, how does that make you feel? You That apology. I think I think you should have just apologized and left it at that. You don't have to because now it feels like you just said it because you had to say it because, duh, that's what I have to say. But mm. do you mean it? You know, and yes, that was I mean, I don't understand how people could feel like it was OK or blame her, blame Olivia Dope for the situation. A lot of times women get put in awkward uh, situations and they don't know how to handle it at the time. You don't feel like you have any power. You try to laugh it off because you're uncomfortable and you feel like, is this my fault? Then you don't say anything at the time. And then people feel like, well, you didn't say anything when it happened. How dare you say something later? You can say anything whenever you want to. You could say it years from now if it made you uncomfortable back then. Whatever. So I just want to say it's never a woman's fault when something like that happens. Yeah. All mean, right. And, now, and Olivia, mm-hmm. Olivia Dope was, uh, I mean, I guess she was proven correct. She got an apology, right? I, want, I just yes, hope he apologized to her directly. If they did get a chance to talk, you know, it's, if, if that was the problem, they did have a business relationship. I just hope that he called her and said, hey, whatever it was. I mean, I, I, w- I would hope that happened, right? Yeah, and I hope this is a learning lesson for everybody out there. Of obviously, and you can't do things like that. Like, just stop it. It's ridiculous now. The fact that anybody could try to justify that or blame her because she was uncomfortable. That's why women don't speak. 
Because whenever you do, people got a problem with it. Oh, she's not tough. Oh, toughen up. Oh, if that was a man, it would have been. It's wrong. Period. Look at Angela Yee with an opinion. Drop one of clues bombs for Angela Yee. Okay, Yee. So what happens next? What do you think should happen next, Angela Yee, as, you know, the woman in the room? I like like this, Envy. I like this. I like this how you're directing the questions (laughs) to Yee. I like this. It doesn't affect you. That's right. I like this. I mean, look, I feel like you now you have to deal with whatever the fallout is from this. You can have some changed behavior and it's going to take you a long time to prove that. And you can work on yourself and you should talk about that and you should be open and honest about it. And that's all you can do. And I can't con- control how people feel about you. So you would and forgive the situation and if he apologized, you would forgive him. And, like, what, I didn't what, what say do you, that. What, I said you have oh. to keep on doing the work. I'm just saying, so what it's would you want like you to can, happen? It's not like you say sorry and then tomorrow it's all good. Right. Yeah. The best, it depends. The best, it's a long time for people to. It's like if you cheat in a relationship, you can't just say sorry. I'm not going to do it again. You have to really like for years show people that you really have changed and you're not going to do it again. What, what Angela, absolutely. Yeah, Angela, you're absolutely right. You're saying that the best apology is change behavior. Change behavior. Yeah. Absolutely. Not, not 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 words and lip service. The best apology is change behavior. But do listen to lip service. All right. Well, well listen, that since is... we plug in things, Tamika Mallory, state of emergency, how to win. We go from country so serious. No, I mean, so I, I, loved what, I loved everything Angela Yee said just now. And I mean, she you know, she plugs lip service. So I'm just plugging state of emergency, how to win in the country we built. so sincere. I didn't say. Off my book imprint, Black Privilege by Tamika Mallory. So, you know, go get that. I didn't say anything about my car shows that happening in Atlanta or Atlantic City. I didn't say anything about that. (laughs) I didn't say anything. I thought we were sincere. I didn't want to talk about car shows in Atlantic City and Atlanta. All right. I I think that was very healthy just now. I liked everything I heard. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, that was your rumor report. Okay. Charlemagne. Who you throwing that donkey to? (sighs) You know, uh, we need the North Carolina DA... Andrew Womble to come to the front of the congregation. We, I'd like to have a word with him. Um, I, I just, I have a bunch of different thoughts. We'll discuss. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. With the new Audible Plus plan, audiobooks are just the beginning. With Audible Plus, you can listen all you want to thousands of included Audible originals, popular podcasts, and more. All in one place. Sign up for a 30-day free trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. Of the day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit it with the heat. Uh, yeah, it's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Well, donkey of the day for Wednesday, May 19th, goes to North Carolina District Attorney Andrew Womble. First of all, let me acknowledge that uh, May 19th today is the day that would have been Brother Malcolm X's born day. Uh, I don't know if Malcolm would still be with us today. Probably not because the day would have been his 96th born day. But what do I know? Um, But I do know he would have lived a lot longer if J. Edgar Hoover and the FBI hadn't infiltrated the NOI and used us to kill us just like they did Fred Hampton and others. But that's another convo for another day. But, you know, we are still dealing with so many things that we were dealing with when Malcolm X was alive. One in particular, uh, the one that causes so many black people anxiety, probably because in this social media era, we see way too many examples of it. And it's the reason brothers and sisters can't just get in their cars and drive into work or to the grocery store real quick, peacefully and in good spirits, because that primary stress hormone cortisol shoots through our veins at the mere thought 
of what if. And by what if, I mean, what if I'm the next victim of police brutality? What if I get stopped by the police early this morning? What if I get stopped by the police as I run out to Chick-fil-A just to pick up a few trick chicken strips, waffle fries and ice cream for the kids? I mean, listen, man, uh, I fear. And I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be all over the place with this one because I just got so many thoughts. I fear since the Derek Chauvin guilty verdict, Negroes have been asleep. Okay, I don't even want to just say Negroes because we have accomplices and allies of other races who are on the front lines, you know, fighting with us, pushing for police reform, pushing for police to be held accountable. But where is the outrage for Andrew Brown Jr.? Where is the outrage for Jamal Sutherland in Charleston, South Carolina? I mean, a video came out last week of Jamal Sutherland. Jamal Sutherland was a mentally ill black man who was pepper sprayed and tased to death after appearing to resist leaving his cell for a bail hearing. He got killed in a North Charleston jail cell. It's on video. The video came out last week. Uh, I didn't watch because I can't do any more black trauma. But why didn't that video cause outrage? Yes, the officers, Sergeant Lindsey Fickett and Deputy Brian who or how I think you pronounce his last name, uh, they got fired, but why haven't they been charged for a crime? There was no reason to kill Jamal uh, Sutherland, a human that you know had mental health issues. Hell, those officers shouldn't even have been dealing with him in the first place, okay? Bring in the mental health care professionals and get out the way. But my point in bringing that story up is somebody is asleep at the wheel. Did we get comfortable after the Derek Chauvin guilty verdict? There is still no police reform that has been passed in this country. We still wait on the George Floyd Policing Act to be passed. I mean, videos like Jamal Sutherland can come out and there is no outrage. You know, rest in peace to Paul Micaiah Bryant. We spent so much time debating with each other on that topic that we missed the broader point, which is whenever a police officer feels threatened, he can justifiably kill us. Let me tell you why that will always be a problem in America, because black skin in America is a threat. So if black skin is a threat, you will always feel threatened. Brother Malcolm X said it best. If you're not careful, the newspapers will have you hating the people who are being oppressed and loving the people who are doing the oppressing. I don't know how this white supremacist system that brutalized us during slavery, slavery brutalized us during the Jim Crow segregation era, era, brutalized us during the war on drugs, brutalized us in regards to mass incarceration. So much blood on these white supremacist hands. But they've convinced America that black people are the threat. Only reason y'all feel like we a threat is because you are afraid of your own karma. Okay, I'm going off on a tangent right now, but let me bring it back. Okay, Andrew Womble, district attorney in North Carolina, said that he is not prosecuting the officers who killed Andrew Brown Jr. Maybe you already forgot about Andrew Brown Jr. Maybe you didn't know, but police were serving a search warrant on his house and the D.A. said uh, he thought that uh, he was fleeing because he didn't want to get caught with drugs. Brown was shot twice, including once in the back of his head while attempting to flee from officers. The video shows officers approaching a car while they're in the back of a pickup truck. The officers approach the car on foot. The vehicle reverses. Officers who are still on foot surround the car, and at least one moves from the path of the car as it starts moving toward uh, the officer. An officer then fired one round through the front windshield. Other officers started firing shots, and then Andrew drove away. Keyword, away from the officers, okay? According to Womble, he was going toward two police vehicles. They won't release the whole video, so we don't really know, but it's so much that's heartbreaking about this situation. But listen to what the DA Andrew Womble had to say in regards to the shooting. When you employ a car in a manner that puts officers' lives in danger, 
that is a threat. And I don't care what direction you're going, forward, backward, sideways. I don't care if you're stationary, and neither do our courts and our case law. Play, play it one more time, man. That, that, play, that end part is crazy. Play it one more time. When you employ a car in a manner that puts officers' lives in danger, that is a threat. And I don't care what direction you're going, forward, backward, sideways. I don't care if you're stationary, and neither do our courts and our case law. I don't know what to do. Or say, maybe that's why I seem like I'm just all over the place because I'm really sitting here thinking, what do you do when you're a black person in America in regards to the police? Now, if someone is using a car as a weapon and trying to run over cops, I get it. But if a person is trying to get away or if a person is stationary, how is my murder justified? Stationary? I really don't know what to do. What do you do when you're a black person in America? Like I said, if someone is using a car as a weapon and tries to run over cops, I get it. But if a person is trying to get away or if a person is stationary, my murder is still justified. Stationary as in not moving, as in something that doesn't move or is currently not moving, that type of stationary, that makes my murder justified. That don't piss nobody off hearing that. That doesn't make anybody outraged. Have we been rocked to sleep that much by the Derek Chauvin verdict? Black people, we are literally at the mercy of the police. Why? Because whenever police feel threatened, they can use force and nothing threatens white supremacy more than blackness. I don't even know what to tell people anymore. I've been telling woke folks to please take a nap, get some rest because lack of sleep drives you crazy. But don't sleep through this. Okay. Why is a person allowed to be D.A. if he thinks someone should be murdered for being stationary? In a car? That's justified? I I really don't have any words. I mean, but being that it's Malcolm X's born day, let's listen to what Malcolm X had to say about police brutality over 55 years ago. The police are able to use the press to make the white public think that 90% or 99% of the Negroes in the Negro community are criminals. This automatically paves the way for the police to move into the Negro community, exercising Gestapo tactics, stopping any black man who is in the, on, on the sidewalk, whether he is guilty or whether he is innocent, whether he is well-dressed or whether he is poorly dressed, whether he is educated or whether he is dumb, whether he's a Christian or whether he's a Muslim, as long as he is black and a member of the Negro community, the white public thinks that the white policeman is justified in going in there and trampling on that man's civil rights and on that man's human rights. Once the police have convinced the white public that the so-called Negro community is a criminal element, they can go in and question, brutalize, murder, unarmed, innocent Negroes, and the white public is gullible enough to back them up. Please let Kathy Griffin give North Carolina DA Andrew Womble the biggest hee-haw. Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. All right. Well, thank you for the- <laughs> wow. Chris. Oh, wow, Chris. I didn't even ask for Chris to come. Wow. Wow. Okay. You know, Chris Rock That's did a, a new one for us, too. That's a for that, too, yeah. Yeah, he did a new one the other day for you, Charlene. Really? Yeah. Yeah, Let, me here. Here. Let me hear. I wasn't here. Hey, where is it, Dan? How y'all just tell me this now? It's in the interview. 
Yeah, yeah it was in the interview. We made oh. him do it over. He did it loud and clear for you. But we oh. got it for you. Oh, come on, guys. Y'all supposed to let me hear that today. I wasn't here when my Chris bad. was here. Salute to uh, my guy, Chris. You know, that's my distant that. cousin. Chris, all Chris family is from uh, Alvin, South Carolina. Really? My, yeah, that's my distant cousin on my um, my mother's side. Mm. All right. Well, up next, Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? It's Kevin from Monroe. All right. What's what's up, bro? Uh, what's your question for you? Yeah, uh, I did 15 years of prison. My daughter went to call another man, uh, another man's dad. I want to find out if it's you know, <laughs> for me to fight for or not. Don't you laugh, Charlamagne. Wait, so what happened? You said your daughter's calling another man dad? Yeah, well, I did 20 some years in prison. I did four Josephs. I went to prison four times. Damn. On my first my first time I went to prison, I, I caught six years with my daughter. My daughter was calling another man, boy. It was my best friend. My baby mom went to date my best friend. Wow. My daughter my daughter wasn't up but like two weeks old when they I sound went like to prison. sounded like boys in the hood. Okay. Right. So uh, while while I was in prison, my daughter, you know, I guess when she 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 started calling him daddy. They called me Taco. They called him Paco. Wow. And they, they, they started, so she started calling him daddy. So when I come home, I was trying to get back in her life. Well, me and the mama don't get along. Mm-hmm. So she didn't like, she kept telling my daughter I was a no good guy. You know, I, uh, you know if, I was, if I was a millionaire, she would have let me stay in her life. But I wasn't a millionaire. I tried being a millionaire. I was, I was selling drugs. I just so want to say, <laughs> what's your I name again? Taco or Paco, time. you said? Yeah, Taco with a T, like Taco Bell. Okay, Taco. Yeah, and uh, I went back to prison a few more times after that. Uh-huh. Well, uh, I just came home about a year and a half ago, two years for doing 15 years flat. Okay. Well, first of all, Taco, welcome home, and please stay out of jail moving forward. Can I ask him why they call him Taco? He doesn't shave. Yeah, well, I mean, he asked about this man. I'm my family gave me that nickname. I guess that I, I don't know. I'm saying all right. right. Taco, it sounds like you got a lot of rebuilding to do, right? And, you know, to me, you can't help what your daughter is doing as far as who she's calling dad, because that's confusing to her, I'm sure. And I'm sure there's a lot of things that she's feeling. And you should work on your relationship with your daughter instead of being angry about her calling another man dad. You should be focused on being in her life and rebuilding your relationship with her. Well, all right, and I and I say that I just tried when I came home. Just recently, I came home. Well, we was getting back together. We was talking. Well, one day when I tried calling her to talk to her, with her and her mom was on three way. Mm-hmm. I mean, on, on speakerphone. So I'm trying to tell her cut cut the speakerphone off so we could talk. She's twenty. My daughter's twenty six now. Wow. So I'm like, won't you cut the speakerphone off so I can talk to you like a lady? And she was uh. Her mom was in the back. Now, she don't need to cut the speakerphone off. Whatever you got to see, you can send it to her and with me on the phone. Because you lied to me. You lied to her about me, about what kind of person I am. That's why you don't want me to tell the truth. Yeah, but, but you know, know. Taco, I'm going to say this. Her mom has been there for her. She's 26 years old right now, right? And I'm sure Mm -hmm. there's some feelings of bitterness about the fact that you haven't been around. And so you have to be really patient with everything. And so you getting upset or giving, telling her what to do right now, you got to take your time with letting her, you know, l- allowing her to build some type of rapport and trust 
with you because unfortunately, you know, you were removed from your daughter's life for such a long time. Now she's pretty much grown up without you there. So while it's great that, first of all, be glad that she's even speaking to you and that she's open to it, but you have to understand that it's not going to be an easy road. It's hard. It is. I know it's hard. Let me tell you a trick. Count to 10 backwards in your head every time you're about to get mad. You don't ever need to be calling her mother out of her name. You don't need to be yelling. You don't need to be reacting. Think about how your daughter feels over how you feel because she grew up without her dad in her life. Right. Man, I appreciate it. And I, and I, and I, try, I struggle. Every time I talk to her, you know, when we, when we did happen to talk, we did converse every now and then. It was real good, but once right. her mama gets in her life and starts telling her all these things, oh, he ain't no good, he was in the streets all your life, he was in prison and then out of prison, now I'm doing great for myself. You know? Yeah, and a lot of this is show and prove, you know what I mean? You got to keep doing great. I appreciate that. Okay, and listen, if you need to get some counseling for you and your daughter... You know, that would be helpful. And maybe it's time for you to be able to have a discussion with her mom in a calm manner when you're not angry and be like, look, I really do want to try to be, uh, you know, back in her life. And I know it's going to take time and I know I didn't do right. And think about it. She was raising her without financial support from you for so long. So it's not easy for her either. So you got to put yourself in both of their shoes as well. Right. I appreciate it. You're right, too. You're right. I never thought of it that way. You know, right. so you should be you should be um, appreciative that your baby's mom raised such a great young woman and show her your appreciation for that instead of trying to be combative about it. You know, acknowledge and appreciate what she has done and say, look, I do want to try to rebuild things and I could use your help. And I know it's going to be a long road, but I just am asking for that. I tried. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try that today. Too. I'm going to I'm going to call up and ask her. It's been, it's been a wrong you know, I, since I've been home, we've been really at each other's top. Like, I've been, yeah. you know, we've been really fighting with each other real bad. Right. It's been horrible. And our name calling done sick so far to where the trust issue, you know, and they think you don't even trust each other anymore because they thinking that I'm completely going to do the same thing I once did before. And you did like, it four times before, right? You were in and out of jail right. four times, and it's been a year and right. a half. So you do have a lot to prove. But you up for the challenge, right, Taco? You got this. Hell yeah, hell yeah, I'm up for the challenge. I'm out here. This is the longest I've been home. And this is the longest I've been home in 23 years. Well, never go back, okay? I'm trying my best. All right, you got it, Taco. Thank you. All right, good luck, Taco. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit Yee now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Yee. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Carol. Hey, Carol. What's your question for Yee? So I have a really good job right now, um, but I've been looking to start a new business. That's always been my dream since I was younger. Um, so I'm trying to... I want to start a business in like the food industry, but with my job right now, I don't know if I should downsize my job to work for this is my dream. I'm looking for land and property, um, but it's really challenging out here. Land is really expensive. I live in Maryland um, mm-hmm. and I just bought a house last year. So I wasn't like, I'm, I'm in a stuck right now. <laughs> okay. So do you have a financial plan? So I broke down my monthly expenses on how much I would mm-hmm. need to at least have every month and then tried to plan that out six months until advance so I could at least have like a six month curve. Okay. So, but you still don't feel like it's possible right now? 
I think I'm just scared. <laughs> Because if you have a plan and everything written down, listen, anything that's going to be big in your life is going to be scary, right? Because big risk, big reward. But if you don't take that risk, then nothing will ever happen. And I always feel like that's the worst downside. You know, so you've planned things out as best as you can financially. And I think the main thing is to take action, right? And that means for yourself, every day you should be doing something toward achieving this goal that you want, toward getting this land, toward getting this new business started. But you have a job right now, a full-time job, and I assume that job pays you well? Yes. So are you scared to quit your job and go all in on something else? Yes, I really think that's what it is. Because I worked hard mm -hmm. because of the position and the job that I'm at, but working at a restaurant that makes a amount of money that I see, I'm like, wait a minute, I can do this too. Um, so... I've looked at like different ventures and I've written out um, many different business plans, but I found one that I think is really going to work for me and it's a good creation. Finding the land right now is the hardest part. Um, it's actually mm -hmm. the most expensive part. And then just quitting your job, that's really hard. Right. Are you doing this all by yourself? <laughs> um, well, I have my boyfriend with me, but not that he doesn't really support that. The clean, he's very like, I stable in his life. Because, you know, another thing I do want to say is that sometimes we're scared to ask people for help or to get mentorship. And that's an important thing to do also, right? To find somebody who's done something that is interesting to you, that's been successful at it, and kind of pick their brain also, right? Yeah. And you do need to build that tribe of support. It is really hard to do things on your own. And you should never feel you should never feel like you have to. So I just want to encourage you to if you need to get a financial planner to help you with that part of the business, if you need to get yourself an assistant, if you need to go and find yourself a mentor or somebody that you can even talk to about how they achieve what they achieved. There might be grants that are available to you that you're not even aware of. Have you gone to the small business administration that's in your area that can actually help you with different resources and connect you with the right people? Because networking will be a huge part of you having a successful business also uh, I didn't even think about that okay perfect. yeah so I just I just want to make sure you go through every channel because you know what I feel like this taking a risk right is an amazing thing and sometimes things don't work out as planned and that's fine you learn a lot from what didn't happen the way that you intended for it to happen but you have to always keep pushing forward and also make sure that you get out there and network and I think that's going to be some of the most valuable things that you can do besides having the plan you know besides having the finances together also make sure you have that going Okay. And All listen, right, well, get out there and do it, girl. Just take those actionable steps. And that means every single day, do something more toward achieving your goal and give yourself some deadlines. Okay. Thank you so much, Yee. And Uncle Charla, I love you. I Happy love you more. July too. I'm a cancer. Hey. Cancer That's right. And NBI am going to be at your car show in August. I'm super excited. Nice. All right. That's right. Atlantic City. I can't wait to see you. How many uh, are you coming with kids? Are you coming with family? I'm coming with my stepson and um, my boyfriend. Okay, good. Can't wait to see you. I, you know what? I will do that. I will send you uh, a copy of Tamika Mallory's State of Emergency, How to Win in the Country We Built. And I'll send you Dr. Rita Walker's The Unapologetic Guide to Black Mental Health. Yeah, I'm going to put, put you on hold right now and get your address. Perfect. Thank you. Can I get one more shout out? Of course. Sure. Can I give a shout out to my mom? Um, I know she listens to you guys every day, and on Mother's Day, I just want to say she's, like, amazing, and she's the best mother in the world, and I know she's going through, like, struggling times right now, but we're all there for her, and if anybody is loving and caring out there, and I can help my mom out, she's a single mom of five kids, she put all five of us through college, um, her cash app is 
dollar sign P C O L E W I L L. If you can give her twenty dollars for some lunch today. P Cole will. Oh, she be in my DMs all the time flirting. <laughs> no, I'm lying. But I'm gonna send her I'm gonna send her a couple of dollars for some lunch. Oh, thank you so much. I love the breakfast love. You guys are the best. Love you more. All right. We're looking forward to you being successful. Make sure you check back in with us. And when your business is up and running, let us know so we can plug it on the air. Thank you. All right. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. And you know what? Shout to former Senator Nina Turner. I got to donate to her, too. I was supposed to donate. I tried to do it yesterday. I couldn't because I'm out the country for some reason. But... I will try to do it today from my phone. Oh, no, I donate to Nina all the time. You can go to uh, ninaturner.com. I, I, I'm actually maxing out on um, on, a, on a donation today. I, my, my people were supposed to do it yesterday, but they're doing it this morning. But, yes, I love Nina Turner. Yeah, hopefully I can do it today. I couldn't do it yesterday with the Internet, but hopefully I can do it today. Shout to uh, former right. Senator Nina Turner. Why do you keep saying former? You can call her Senator Nina Turner. <laughs> no, Senator Nina Turner. Yeah, she's still Senator Nina Turner. She's running for Congress, but, you know, you never lose those titles. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we got rumors on the way. Yes. And let's talk about Kwame Brown and Gilbert Arena, Stephen Jackson, Matt Barnes. What is going on? This was going viral. We had to dig in and now we'll explain it to you. All right. We'll get into it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne. <laughs> we are The Breakfast Club. The hell you giggling morning. at, boy? Oh man, you know, I, you know, I posted myself out here on vacation doing the show, right? And somebody was like, uh, "And I hate y'all. I hate y'all. I hate y'all. I hate who's y'all. y'all. Who is y'all? Don't be y'all and nobody. Who is y'all? Our listeners, man, they are the best. So somebody says, "Envy, why are you not smiling? Oh, or is it because you're missing C to God and DJ Drama so much during your spa session that you just lost your smile? True, <laughs> true, <laughs> true. It's the way you're reading it. Maybe they didn't even say it like that. You're reading it really. Okay, weird. let me try again. Why don't you talk? Hey, Envy, why, don't you why talk aren't about, you smiling? No, talk about what's in the group chat. Talk about how somebody texted us in the group chat and said, "So we just doing the show in robes now. What you got going on under that robe, fam? You better never come to the station dressed like that, looking like a whole tasty cake. Stop playing with the LGBTQ community." Am I lying? I'm not in that group chat. Am text. I lying? You're not. You're not. This is a man-only group chat. It's nothing but men. It's nothing but men in this group chat, okay? And we love on each other. Y'all not going to objectify me. All right, y'all better stop it. All right, let's get to the rumors, man. Let's talk Matt Ball. Y'all better learn from other people. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, the beef got a little bit crazy on social media. Now, this all started with the All the Smoke podcast. And during Gilbert Arenas' recent appearance, he spoke about um, his former Washington Wizards teammate. And I guess that ruffled some feathers from Kwame Brown. And here is, and, and I guess it all um, happened in an episode with Jeannie Buss on it as well. Jeannie Buss and Gilbert Arenas were on All the Smoke. And they started talking about Kwame Brown. Here's what happened. Well, we traded Marcus. Mark, yeah, that's what people, right? people, oh, you got him for nothing, not right. realizing that what you guys gave yeah. him was Marcus Saul. And Kwame Brown. And yeah. so, um, and, right. um, that was uh, a one man trade. He could have, he could have been. Imagine being an 18 year old kid getting drafted number one by your idol, Michael Jordan. We know Michael Jordan's personality. Imagine that personality slapped him in the face going towards a, an 18 year old kid. So when you're making him look little to his peers, he loses his confidence. So when I get there, he doesn't have confidence. You know what I mean? So it's trying to build this man child up. Um, All the Smoke 
is one of my favorite podcasts. Those two episodes were phenomenal. The Jeannie Buss and Gilbert Arenas episode. All right. Well, Kwame Brown, I guess, is tired of people picking on him and being the butt of jokes from being a number one pick. And, you know, he just, I guess, got fed up and responded to the podcast. I think you guys need to focus and channel that energy on some more real problems, like the way we are as black males and the way that we look. And Stephen Jackson, maybe you could put that motherfucking blunt out and pull your pants up on your ass and put that rag down and act like a grown ass man instead of a little ass boy. Gilbert, I was quiet on you for years. I wasn't going to say nothing. You the right hand arm of uh, them white boys. What did I get? Five, uh, three years, 25 with the Lakers? I was slotted to get 80. You took millions out my mouth and you shout like you love black folks. Becky with the good hair. You need counseling, boy. All that goddamn rage for no reason. She chose. Damn, why you call Becky back with the hey, good hair? Let me, let me let me let me say something, man. I need a I need a second, man. First of all, y'all know Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. Those are my partners. You can mm-hmm. catch uh all the smoke podcasts on the Black Effect iHeartRadio Podcast Network. I was texting with Matt last night, but let me tell y'all something. Leave Kwame Brown alone. Matt Barnes did take the high road, and here's what he said. I was confused because I never said nothing about dude, but bro, you've been getting made fun of since you came in the league for not living up to expectations. Me. I didn't do that. Never laughed, never joked, because I don't talk about people like that. So I asked my team, like, Yo, what did I do? Did I miss something? And they said, tap Jack's knee when something was said. So if that's what got you mad, you need a hug, bro. But before all this even got moving around, once I heard you talking I DM'd you like a man because I felt if something I really said, we could talk about it. But you chose to ignore that and take this to the Internet. You don't know what people are going through. You don't know what they've been through. Leave people alone. Well, people are saying that Kwame then chose violence with this response. You want to sit on yeah. TV and act like y'all is perfect, and you can't respect when a man tell you you wrong, bro? Well, then let the gloves come off. The only joke you got is about basketball. I got a joke about your life, you punk bitch. I ain't got to lose. I don't got no big podcast. You the dumb that keep responding to a that you bigger than. You ain't learned nothing because you think you tough. A light-skinned like you with slick ass hair should be acting like Drake and taking his girl. But no, you getting your girl too. Yeah, Kwame chose violence. Leave Kwame Brown alone. Let that brother deal Envy with did not like that last with. statement either, by the way. I miss with Kwame. Nip. And leave Matt Barnes' hair alone too. I mean, Matt Barnes' hair ain't do nothing to nobody. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Jeez. All right. Shout to Kwame Brown. Salute to Kwame Brown. Okay. <laughs> that last clip, he sounded like he was in the car on his way to somewhere. Y'all better leave Kwame alone. I'm trying to tell you. All right, Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Let's go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, it's Angela Yee. By using brands like Dove and Hellman's, you're supporting Unilever and the everyday good they do. Like donating more than $25 million worth of everyday products and services to groups like Feeding America this year. Visit UnileverDoesGood.com to support communities impacted by the pandemic. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. 
Want to remind you guys, don't forget my car show, of course, is uh, in Atlanta and one in Atlantic City, two different cities. Uh, celebrity cars, exotic cars, uh, games for kids, amusement park rides. Uh, it's Carcella, so it's a little bit for everybody. So you come on, have a good time. I can't wait to see you guys in Atlanta or Atlantic City. In Atlantic City, we're going to make a weekend out of it. Parties, uh, real estate seminars, pool parties, and all that. So hopefully you guys get to join me in one of those uh, cities, Atlantic City or Atlanta. I also do want to shout out to um, Drink Fresh Juice and to the Detox now because I put that I was going to choose five people that I'm going to sponsor them for doing the detox with me. And mm. I'm going to pick those people by Friday. So all you have to do is hashtag Drink Fresh Juice Fast and put it in my story or put it on the Drink Fresh Juice page on my page. And we're going to choose five people. People are really posting like amazing things that they have going on, you know, weddings, uh, dealing with fibroids, having to deal with wanting to lose weight. And so I want to make sure that we choose five people that we actually help and they can also get free mentoring for three months as well. Well, since we're plugging things, uh, Tamika D. Mallory, State of Emergency, How We Win in the Country We Built is available everywhere you are. Order books now. It's, my, it's the first book off my imprint, uh, Black Privilege Publishing. So it sounds like everybody's doing good. That's right. Everybody's out there working. All right. When we come back, positive notice, the Breakfast Club. Go Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now we have to shout out to Billy Crystal and Tiffany Haddish for joining us this morning. That's right. Make sure you check out uh, Here We Go. That's, that's what it is, right? No. No, here today. Oh, here today. Here we go. Here wow. we go. Here we go. Make sure y'all check out uh, Here Today uh, with Tiffany Addison and Billy Crystal. Salute to Tiffany, too. She hosted an event yesterday with uh, Tamika Mallory for, for Tamika's book, State of Emergency, How We Went in the Country We Built. I mean, it was a virtual event, of course, but, you know, yeah, she hosted that. So salute to the good sister Tiffany Haddish. Me and Tiffany, we, we always cooking up. We got something. Never mind. But, yeah, salute to Tiffany. All right. Well, leave us on a positive note. Listen, the positive note is simply this. Be with someone that's good for your mental health. Someone who brings you inner peace. Someone who challenges your bad habits, but supports your process of change. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? <laughs> 